Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Dear Prince Harry, episode four. The song I played is called、uh, "War" by Edwin Starr from the 1960s, and I figured this song was very fitting for this podcast because Harry and Meghan have pretty much declared war on the British royal family, and his mates, and the media. Why? Why couldn't this be done in privacy? Oh, that's right. When money talks, you must spill, right? All right. So let's talk about what's in the news today. So Meghan and Harry are now in New York City to accept an、um, anti-racism award. Their award is for、uh, their heroic stand against structural racism in the royal family. And、uh, just let you know, it's the、uh, Ripple of Hope Gala. Tickets were selling up to one million dollars or eight hundred forty-seven thousand pounds. Previous winners include Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton. Notice Bill isn't there, and he should be. I mean, honestly, Bill Clinton should have been listed.、Um, there should have been、um, uh, David Rawson, who was an ambassador to Rwanda during the Clinton administration, who、um, was very important. And you know, he actually stayed in you know the the the、uh, war in Rwanda, the cultural war, tribal war. He stayed until the both tribes were like, "Hey, you need to leave." And I like talking about it because I think he was a fantastic person. I read about when I was, you know, learning about African history many years ago in my university years. Um, why isn't King Charles getting an award? I mean, he's a well-known person. He's definitely not racist. None of the royal family is racist. I mean, individually, could somebody be? Absolutely, but as a whole, they're not. So I'm trying to understand where this whole structural racism is coming by because perhaps some of the royal family did not agree with something that Meghan had said, and so unfortunately, in this woke society, you don't like what I said. I'm going to say the R card, and it's very sad. Because we should really be using our intelligence. Not everyone's going to agree with everything you say. It's just that's life. That's reality. Now, before you get your panties and twist, I am mixed race. I am what you call a Melungian, and a lot of people don't know that because we don't talk about that in the news. We talk about Africans. We talk about Caucasians, Asians. We kind of talk about Native Americans, but we don't talk about individual cultures within the system. And、the term Melungian is kind of dying away. I hate to say that, but it's part of the Appalachian culture. It means you're triracial. It's an actual culture. Elvis Presley was considered a Melungian. Just giving you an example.、Um, but yeah, it's a word that we don't use today in in the, the current society. So, anyways, the、uh, I don't understand the whole award system. When I believe there's there's a lot of people deserving, apart from celebrities, even the celebrities realm. That deserve awards that they're combating against racism. Harry and Meghan really haven't done much, except whine. Let's be honest, they've been whining a lot, using the press.、Um, money was given to them, so they got a book deal. Harry has his book deal, and they got this Netflix deal. They made a lot of money. If they weren't going to get money, they were not going to do this Netflix deal. Let's be honest, right? So you know, I hate to say that when money is a greed and monster, and money has been given to. People to spill their stories. I don't care. I don't want to know. Now here's an example. You all know if you listen to my previous podcast, I was a、uh, a girl in the inner circle of, of the polo world. I was a member of the polo club in England many years ago. I have my story to tell, and I've been kind of giving layers upon layers of you know things that happened when I was part of that world. Now, if Netflix approached me with thousands of dollars, I still would decline because it is my story. I don't need the world's knowing. 
That's just how it, I think. I do. No matter how much money you give me, I am not going to sell my story. And I think a lot of people think that way. But, you know, the, the stuff that Harry and Meghan have done is that it's, it's put so much stress on the royal family and their mates. Where, where's, I, I want to know, where's Skippy today? Where's Pelly? Where's, you know, Mark Thompson, a pillow player? They're good friends, right? Where are all these people? Why aren't they speaking in support of either person? Because they don't want to get involved. They're such great people. And yes, they're known and their names are known because, forever will be known because of media. But not one of them has ever spoken to the press and they're not going to. And I, th- I commend ben- them for that. They're lovely people. All right. So with that said, you know, I talk about charities. Why charities made me so upset. Um, you all know, if you listen to my podcast, I was a, a patron for Santa Bali many years ago. I went to the opening of the Children's Centre in Lesotho, which was a marvellous and beautiful experience. Now, what was Harry's involvement? Oh, he's a you know co-founder of the charity. That's great. I remember him talking about in 2004 when he got back from Africa. And I thought it was a great idea for him to do, right? Have a beautiful charity. So years later, I joined. I thought, you know, donate money because I believe in the cause. I go to the opening of Children's Centre. Let me explain what happened. You have the PR version. If you look at the PR, you see Harry. He's interviewing some of the, the kids there, some of the people in the Soto, in the Basutu. Beautiful people, beautiful culture, right? But do you notice, why aren't any of the patrons who showed up there, why they're not filmed, why they're not shown? In fact, there was a commotion and some comments I remember reading years ago. Where are the people who showed up for this 10-year party? Why are we only seeing Harry and some, and, you know, Prince Aiso, which he's a lovely man. I always say that wonderful person. But you don't see, there's nothing shown that there was patrons there. Only thing you see, and I'm actually in the film, where Harry's giving an interview and the cameraman pans and I'm getting up. I see the camera because I don't like being filmed. I don't. And I walk around in the tent. So it's the only indication. So it really wasn't a lot of people who showed up. I mean, it's a long flight. I get that. But you have the PR version. You have the real version. And I will tell you this much. After you have your lunch, by the way, Harry did not come and greet us at all. I'm just letting you know, because his PR staff was telling him who he can talk to. Now, this is the difference between William and King Charles and Harry. Charles... I've known Charles, and not you know, not you know, besties with him, but from over the years, from charity events and polo, he will come and greet you regardless of how much you spent because you came to see him. He will come talk to you. William is the same way, and Kate's the same way, but Harry is still hasn't found his voice to say, "Wait a minute, I need to go and talk to these people who came." And I, I was actually, it wasn't just me, but a lot of people in that group that showed up for the opening of Children's Day was very upset actually because we're like, we we spent all this money, we know it's going to a good cause, but. Why aren't you, you know, coming over and greeting us? I don't understand. I mean, he didn't greet us at all. The way of greeting in their mind, not Harry's, I'm talking about the PR version, was you go to the next tent and he gives a speech. And Harry, you know, says, thank you all for coming. So that's how he got to say. But Harry really should have stepped outside the box and say, wait a minute, let me go talk to people. But you didn't see that. He did not do it at all. In fact, the brochure, the, uh, we call it the brochure, the, the booklet you get, do you know, it only had mentioned Elton John, who did support, by the way, he never showed up to any of the events, at least the parts I've been to. And um, all the, Kensington, of course, gave a lot of money. But the people that showed up there, all these people flew around the world, a lot of very wealthy people. There are people from Middle East that came there. I mean, it was a lot of wealthy people there. We were not mentioned at all as a list of people who were patrons for that. And I remember the person I sat next to, it was like, what's the point in coming to this if we were not going to be even recognized? I mean, we come here, we show up, we eat, we sit down, we listen to a bunch of speeches, and that's it. Like, we're not even greeted. 
And that was, I think a lot of people were feeling that way. When the herd boys were giving their beautiful uh, Basutu language, if you don't know anything about the herd boys, they, um, and I explain it, uh, what's a good uh, English translation? Is it something like a, like a shepherd? They don't have much education. So they're working for these rich people and um, it's, it's a long hours. It's not ideal conditions, okay? So they were giving their beautiful um, music. And I'll tell you, people were talking through that. Harry included. Oh, yes, Harry was not being very kind. He was talking through the cultural language. And I have no video. A lot of people got on video. So you remember, you got the PR version and you got the real version. What people took from their cameras. And I had my little iPhone with me. Um, and then they had... Um, the orphans, children, they were singing in a beautiful song in Basutu language. Again, I have it on video. Maybe I'll share those things in the future on my YouTube channel, saltyvixenstories.com, very soon, um, YouTube channel, Salty Vixen Stories. That's a website I gave earlier. I will share those videos. And um, I might have cut off where they, uh, when the herd boys were singing, I don't know, where they were, people were talking, because it bothers me when, when I'm getting other noise in there, because I wanted to focus on them. So I think I have several videos. Um that will have the, the people being rude. I was very upset. So anyways, the orphan children were singing. And this is, you want to love how charities work. So the people sit next to about my age group, I'm, I'm 43 now. So remember, this is, you know, 2015, November. Uh, a lady was about three years younger than I was. She was with her father. And they were told, he was saying to his daughter and I, why don't we go and give money? Because that's what the song was. The song's about donating money. And I said, well, I don't think we're allowed to. And he says, I don't care. This is the cultural. you got to do what's cultural. I don't care what the charity does or not. So the girl and I, we got up, we donated some money. Well, I got a good talking to afterwards. I was not allowed to do that. That was for the people they had chosen to go and get up there and donate money. And Harry just stood there. Well, he sat there, basically. And he just didn't say a word. He never said thank you or anything. I thought, if this was William or this was Charles, it would have said, thank you, it's very kind of you. But it wasn't that, you know, we weren't looking for acknowledgement. The girl and I, we were hoping more people would get up and donate. So like I said, I got a very good uh, talking to my uh, members of the charity for getting off my seat to donate money because I wasn't chosen to go and do that. Yes, the, yes, they reprimanded me. It was not right. And I did tell the people in the charity uh, about that. And they said that, no, you did the right thing. You went up there and that's what the music was about. And, you know, there was more things that went on. But Harry could have stood up a lot more. He could have done more, but I said he didn't. So let's fast forward a bit about Harry. That evening, after so you had a dinner, and I told Jared with him briefly, because my table died from his, and it was a buffet st- uh, style. And after that, we go out, and we got this mug, and it had some, uh, I remember some sweets in it. And I still have the mug with the little Basutu hat. It was so lovely. I love it. And we're at a fire pit, and Joss Stone is singing, and we all got up and did a line dance. And Harry got up, you know, and before that, Harry had brought the uh, wine glasses out and nachos bought a, a bottle of wine and I'm sitting right behind them because that's one of the first people to show up you know and I said to nacho oh could I have some so they handed me a glass and poured some and you're probably thinking oh yeah right no no this really did happen well nacho was saying some negative stuff about me that I did not appreciate to Harry you want to know what it was people Oh, they did not know I was a patron because I'm very quiet. I don't make it. Oh, look at me. I'm Salty Vixen. I'm a patron to charities. I don't make an announcement because that's stupid. That is very superficial. And you don't do that. He thought I was a fangirl that showed up. Like I was treated with so much disrespect from that charity, um, especially from Harry and Nacho, that it was astonishing me. And I thought, 
If Charles and William knew how Harry was treating the patrons, they'd probably give him a lashing. It wasn't just me. It was other people there. I'll be honest. I mean, I was, you know, my 30s at the time. So I was one of the younger people who were there, you know, by myself. I'm an you know, heiress of small fortune. So, of course, I donated my own money. And they thought it was very odd. Not them, but the people at the charity thought, well, how could somebody, well, how do they involve Santa Bali in this net? I'm not going to tell my full story because, again, it's my story. So fast forward, Harry was not in a good mood. He was treating a lot of the people there very rudely, except for the people who he knew were 100% patrons. The thing is, everyone there were patrons. So I, it was, again, it was very odd. He treated the older people a lot nicer than people our age group. Fast forward a couple of days later, Val de V. And what Val de V for in South Africa? So um, Harry and Nacho played polo and there was a dinner and it was a fundraising dinner. Do you know where say so uh, the co-founder of the charity was not in the front it was two sections you had the front part and the back part they placed the charity placed him in the back harry had nothing to say which i was again shocked um i sat towards i sat with um at the time prince william's uh, private secretary no was he private secretary he worked with william and kate and um first she uh, made ambassador to the charity she was uh, on uh, midwives and uh, some other people that were in the group that so i got to know them i exchange business cards with that man he's a lovely man and um he's no longer working for the household but he did such a you know tremendous job and he was there on behalf of uh, William and Kate pretty much because they couldn't make it they wanted to but they couldn't so people are fundraising so I donate a thousand dollars equivalent you know what in the uh, South African money and um what am I forgetting oh yes oh you ready for more layers upon layers of stories all right even before the night before Val de Vie, we, uh, I got invited to Philip, Philip Green's uh, house and he had a little housewarming guest party. Lovely man. I talked with Nacho as a time at private uh, secretary to Harry, Edlane Fox. Lovely man. He works so hard. I, I do hope Harry's not saying positive things about him. I hope he's not dragging that man into the mud because that man did such hard work. Lovely man. And so um, anyway, now we're at Val de Vie, fundraising. There's a polo party. They're not the same as they used to be. It's very classy. It was lovely. You know, it was a lovely little intimate gathering. So I'm sitting outside gathering fresh air because I saw somebody from 2004. I had not seen Yes, He was part of the group of people of harassment. Um, and let me tell you, if you've ever seen that phase, um, you know, like a, I saw a ghost kind of thing. Like, oh, my God, where'd they come from? Out of nowhere. That's what he was like. This dude was like, oh, my God, salty. I, and he remembered my name. It wasn't like he, I hadn't seen him since 2004. So he remembered me exactly. And we exchanged email addresses and we chatted for a bit. And then I sat outside because my birthday was in a couple of days and I was talking to one of, uh, I think two of Harry's private secretary, um, not secretary, sorry, the um, security. And, you know, first they're like, oh, what are you doing out here? And I said, I'm just taking a breather. And then we started chatting and we're talking, really talking about how Harry's behavior has been. And it was like, they even said to me, it's like, oh my God, it's uh, someone to talk to about this because they're not really supposed to say anything. Harry was diagonally outside. He got two girls. Now remember, Harry's in his 30s, Right. It was in the 30s, in 2015, I've lost count. But the girls were in their early 20s. He was getting drunk. Literally, two girls, either friends or sisters, I'm not sure. Um, he was getting them drunk, and I get tired of just the BS. So I got up, and I'm about to leave, and Harry walks in the door. As I walked in, so he's right behind me. And I turned around, and I said, Harry, you know, how, you know, it's been a great experience. I'm glad I got to be here, blah, blah, blah. And I brought up some memory that him and I knew from Polo. And you know, just uh, something that it's just yeah, something that him and I would both understand. And then he told me he gave the indication. He says, 
I'm going to get, I need to get more alcohol to get us all drunk. That's exactly what he said. Uh, not to me. I'm talking about the two girls and him. I thought, that's not right to do. Not right to say. Anyways, he, you know, I told him it was my birthday and we hugged. And yes, he did kiss me on the cheek. I got cheek kissing both sides. And he wished me happy birthday. Very lovely, you know, in that retrospect. And I mean, he gets a good person, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Harry has not changed at all. So again, you have the PR version of Harry and the reality of Harry. And I thought in my mind, oh my gosh, what would William do knowing what his brother's doing? This is typical of the polar, by the way, what they do to, these, to women. Um, they think women want consent. Oh, yes, buying free alcohol, great, because that's how you take advantage of people. I don't know what happened after that, um, but I have heard a bunch of stories. Not from that point, but, you know, things have happened with Harry being involved. Um, so, anyways, that was it. And then, you know, I stayed in Africa a few days. I guess he was still in Africa. I was staying at, at a hotel. I was in the penthouse for my birthday, which, by the way, penthouse in South Africa at the time with the U.S. dollar. I felt like a queen. It was cheap. I could afford it. In America? Oh, forget it. And, you know, and if you ever go to South Africa, always hire a car and a, a tour guide because it really it's safe and it's not safe. You're by yourself as a woman. It's not safe at all. You have to always have a tour guide. So I got to go to places where Nelson Mandela gave speeches and history, and it was really cool. It was a really good, great experience. But anyways, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this podcast is 17 minutes long. I don't think you've all made it, but if you have, until next podcast, my lovelies, have a lovely day. Oh, in case you're wondering, final thought, where hello, my lovelies come from, it comes from one of um, William and Harry's mates. It's something that, you know, someone I always um, speak highly of. I think he's such a wonderful person, so... It's just kind of, you know, imitation art, basically. And um, it's just my way of saying thank you. All right. Have a lovely day, my lovelies. Goodbye.